You're listening to Working Together for Working Families, sponsored by the Pascal Sykes Foundation. Hello, I'm Jackie Edwards. Welcome to the Working Together for Working Families podcast, where we come together to highlight individuals and organizations working to help whole families reach their goals. And I'm Rochelle Tadyamoa. For today's episode, we are excited to focus on transportation equity. For 10 years, the Pascal Sykes Foundation has funded Transportation Plus, which is an effort aimed at connecting people in the Southern New Jersey region with much needed transportation, allowing them access to employment opportunities, shopping, medical appointments, and other needs. Parts of Southern New Jersey are rural and finding reliable, affordable transportation is often difficult, especially for marginalized communities. Our guest today, are Nate Dorfman, Senior Transportation Planner with Cross County TMA, based in Marlton, New Jersey, and Quentin McClendon, Director of the Martin Luther King Center in Newtonville, New Jersey. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Rochelle. Thanks, Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning. The Pascal Sykes Foundation funds four shuttles in South Jersey. Nate, can you provide some background on the Route 5440 English Creek Tilton Road and the Pureland East-West Shuttles for our listeners. I would be glad to. First, uh, Rochelle and Jackie, thanks for having us today. It's a pleasure for Cross County Connection TMA to be here and have this conversation with both of you and with Quentin and to discuss the meaningful collaborative work that we are doing together in the South Jersey region, particularly in the rural underserved communities that Rochelle and Jackie just mentioned. So Cross County Connection TMA, um, also known as Cross County Connection Transportation Management Association, takes the lead on coordinating three community shuttles in South Jersey. The Route 5440 Community Shuttle, which serves rural communities in western Atlantic counties, Hamilton, Buna Borough, and Buna Vista Township, and Folsom. The English Creek Tilton Road Community Shuttle, serves the suburbs outside of Atlantic City, specifically Egg Harbor Township and Northfield. And the Pureland East-West Community Shuttle serves the Route 322 corridor in Gloucester County, stretching from the Avondale Park and Ride near Williamstown all the way to the Pureland Industrial Complex in Logan Township, which is the largest industrial complex, the largest warehouse center in the mid-Atlantic region of the United States. That is huge in terms of how the community shuttles get people to um, employment and to workplaces at Pureland. The community shuttles have a key purpose in South Jersey, particularly getting people to work, getting people to health care, getting people to grocery stores, and essentially enabling people to have access to opportunity and essential services when they may not otherwise. And again, it's a pleasure to be here and we look forward to discussing the community shuttles in more detail in the conversation. Thank you, Nate. As I mentioned, there are four shuttles uh, and Nate just shared the three shuttles. Rochelle, can you provide some background on the Greater Bridgeton Area Transit Shuttle? Sure. The Greater Bridgeton Area Transit Shuttle, which is GBET for short, is a public-private partnership that the Pascal Sykes Foundation funds out of Cumberland County. It is a shuttle that runs within the city of Bridgeton, getting people to work and doctor's appointments and shopping. It really services different people, different backgrounds 
to achieve the common goal of improving the lives of individuals and families in the Bridgeton and greater Bridgeton area. It's a partnership between the foundation and New Jersey Transit and New Jersey JARC and also the county. It's been in existence for seven years now and is a really lucrative and thriving shuttle. Um, so with that background on all of the shuttles, Quentin, I would just like to turn to you. Um, you work at the Martin Luther King Center, which is a trusted community center in Atlanta County. Can you share with us the people who frequent the MLK Center and their interaction with the shuttle that passes through your area? And maybe discussing who's using the shuttle and, and why. Absolutely. And good morning to everyone. And, and thanks for uh, inviting uh, me to this uh, discussion. You know, the Dr. Martin Luther King Center is located in a very rural area in, in Western Atlantic County. And we offer services to a diverse background of people. Uh, what the shuttle has done is really opened up the opportunity for people to utilize the programs that obviously that we have at the Dr. Martin Luther King Center, but also connects them to the large uh, bus routes of New Jersey Transit's 553 and 554 routes, which basically can take you anywhere you need to go in, in the state. We have a bi-monthly, uh, every two weeks, basically, a food pantry in which we've had individuals come and utilize uh, our food pantry service, especially since the pandemic, coming from the Hamilton area, Folsom area, and uh, the outskirts of Buna Borough, our neighboring town, Buna Borough municipality as well. Uh, we had a group of teens that participated in our uh, peer leadership group here, and it allowed them to uh, network with their friends across town that they normally wouldn't have the opportunity to. Uh, so students have also used the shuttle uh, even to get to extracurricular activities at the uh, high school and middle school, which are located along the shuttle route. Uh, so it has really opened up the possibilities for their friends to meet and uh, get together. We also have employment opportunities that are along the uh, 54 uh, Route 40 shuttle. It's amazing how it has kind of invigorated uh, our community uh, with the ridership. I think what has happened with the shuttle, it's, it's, it's opened up the op opportunity for students to use the shuttle, as well as adults uh, using the shuttle for different uh, social programs that we have at the Dr. Martin Luther King Center. That's great. So Nate, this question is for you. Uh, Quentin, you can chime in too, but I'm, I'm gonna direct this to, to you, Nate. How do you gauge if the shuttles are addressing the needs of the community? That's a very good question, um, Jackie. And part of how we do that is through consistent and frequent communication with our Atlantic County Community Shuttles Work Group, as well as our Atlantic County Community Shuttles Advisory Committee, both of which are comprised of community leaders, elected officials, faith-based leaders, social service agency representatives, who are all working in the community and have a vested interest in ensuring that the community shuttles are effective and meeting their intended goals. So through these of conversation. We send monthly updates to the work group. We meet with the advisory committee on a quarterly basis. And also we just have regular email dialogue and phone conversations with our stakeholders. So we have personal relationships with our community partners, including the Martin Luther King Community Center. And it's because of these relationships that we have the grassroots understanding of what's happening in 
these communities that we know what's happening at the grassroots level and can address any concerns related to the community shuttles. And we can also understand how the community shuttles are doing very well. Um, we also have an opportunity for passengers to subscribe to community shuttle text alerts. And through these text alerts, the passengers can learn if the community shuttle is delayed or if there is traffic or if there are any issues that would be impacting the services. And likewise, very frequently, um, we have passengers call us directly at Cross County Connections. They might be standing in downtown Hamilton waiting to board the Route 5440 community shuttle and they would call our office be like, hey, the shuttle is running a few minutes behind, or um, I've been standing at the corner and I haven't seen the shuttle come yet. Can you check the schedule, make sure it's still running, that it's still going to be here? And then we would call the South Jersey Transportation Authority, SJTA, which actually operates the buses and manages the drivers, supervises the bus drivers, see if there is hopefully not a problem on the back end. And then communicate with the passengers and let them know, you know, hey, everything's okay. Everything's running as planned. We also work with our community partners, such as Clinton at the MLK Center, to see if there are ways that the shuttle schedules could be enhanced. Perhaps the shuttle could wait at a particular stop for a passenger to board or deboard. And an example of that, back in February, a few months ago, um, we learned that a lot of passengers were utilizing the food pantry, the bi-weekly food pantry that Clinton mentioned a few moments ago. So we worked with SJTA and we were able to get the community shuttle to wait, to linger about like five minutes outside of the Martin Luther King Community Center for passengers to get their food from the pantry in their bags and get back on the shuttle. And the few minutes of uh, lingering time was more than enough for a passengers to get their food and get back on the vehicle. And the uh, shuttle schedule overall was not significantly impacted. And the shuttle was able to continue on its way. We're very excited about these kind of interactions where we're able to collaborate with our community partners and help make each of our goals be met. Great. You mentioned that you work with your community partners. You also get feedback from the actual riders. I know that in the past you've done surveys. Uh, on the shuttle. I know that um, one of the surveys that was done with the uh, Pureland East-West shuttle um, resulted in them adding another, a Saturday service. And then I also know when new businesses or development or development is occurring, there may be a need for additional expansion of a route, like with the Inspira Hospital. So those are ways that you get feedback as well. I know some of these things were before you came on board, but I know that those are some things that were done through Cross County Connection. That is absolutely correct. And before the COVID-19 pandemic, Cross County Connection would conduct onboard ridership surveys where we would pass out pen and paper and have actual paper copies of the surveys that we would distribute mm -hmm. to passengers on board the shuttle. And then they would give the paper surveys back to us at Cross County and we would tabulate the results. Now, of course, this was before the COVID-19 pandemic. So in our most current Pureland ridership survey during the pandemic, it was mostly conducted online. We'll admit led to a smaller response, a smaller sample size. But as COVID-19 case numbers are going down, we are very optimistic about getting back on board the vehicles, doing more in-person surveys, particularly for the two Atlantic County routes. And that's something we're looking forward to doing in the late spring, early summer, perhaps.
Right. And I know when you were surveying our customers or our writers or the community to see if there's a need and, you know, we try to address the need where we can, but sometimes it's not cost effective to do so. And that was the case with the Saturday. We eventually wound up discontinuing the Saturday service while some people needed it and used it. It was they weren't using it enough to justify keeping it. So it's always good to communicate with the community and just get feedback to see what the needs are and if we can address them. So thank you. Totally. And on the other hand, like you mentioned Saturday service, we do have Saturday service for the English Creek Tilton Road Community Shuttle, which is serving that community well. Saturday ridership is slightly lower than weekday ridership, but there still seems to be a need, especially with all the shopping centers and commercial corridors along the English Creek route. And that kind of relates to how the different shuttles serve different purposes. The Pureland East-West Community Shuttle primarily would get people to warehouses, to the corporate centers, to jobs. English Creek Tilton Road also gets people to jobs, but it's also for people doing their daily errands who might be shopping at Walmart in Egg Harbor Township or the Harbor Square Mall along the Black Horse Pike. Route 5440 Community Shuttle might help people get to the train in Hamilton or uh, do local errands at the Walmart and ShopRite in Hamilton. So each of the community shuttles definitely serves a unique purpose without a doubt. So Nate, I, I just have a question for you. Um, another follow-up question. We're talking about the use of the shuttles. Do you find that most of the people that are using the shuttles don't have their own transportation or opting to use the shuttle because it's a quicker use or because they're trying to you know, save money in terms of gas and things of that nature? Do you have that information? Or Yeah, well, while we cannot say for certain, based on given the small sample size of our most recent PureLens survey, we did find with those results that about 70% of the respondents lack a motor vehicle of their own. So assuming that that number would hold true for a larger sample size, we can be fairly positive. We have a solid base for reasoning that a lot of the passengers are riding the shuttles out of need. Mm -hmm. And that is why the community shuttles have been really serving a key purpose, addressing key challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic. Our passengers truly depend on them. And without the community shelves, they might not be able to get to work or get groceries or access healthcare. It, they serve a true need without a doubt. So that's a good segue into the next question that I have for you both, you know, digging a little bit deeper into the um, time of the pandemic. Um, and you both have mentioned that, and even there's been a mention about the flexibility needed for these shuttles and the ability to be flexible with these shuttles. So we all know that the transportation took a hit during this time um, because everything was shut down. And really there were a lot of essential workers that were really relying on these shuttles. Quentin, can you maybe talk about some of the stories maybe that you heard from people who were essential workers that maybe needed to rely on the shuttle to, to get where they needed to go? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, during the pandemic, we learned a lot about remotely being able to work and to do other functions of, of our day-to-day. -day. Along the, the shuttle route, there were several manufacturing and call centers in which people used the shuttle to get back and forth to work. And those particular businesses did not have a virtual option. 
Uh, so people had to get to work and they utilized the shuttle to get to work in those uh, areas, small convenience stores. We have apartment buildings where multiple people live, obviously, and all those types of services and businesses may have been impacted. However, they operated probably with some restrictions, but they continue to operate. Uh, so along the line, there's, there's many convenience stores. And like I mentioned, the manufacturing and other uh, businesses and people definitely had to, to utilize that service. Uh, and to kind of piggyback off of what Nate was saying last about uh, most recently, I have heard being in the community center with our senior citizens that we have a group that meets here weekly. They have indicated they start to use the shuttle now because of the price of gas uh, that has recently been uh, increased. And instead of using their cars, they're going to use the shuttle to get to those convenience stores and uh, retail locations. That's great. And Nate, transportation across the board, you know, took a hit during the pandemic. New Jersey Transit suffered. And, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about how the shuttles fared uh, during that time of the pandemic. Absolutely. Compared to larger regional transit carriers in South Jersey, the all of the community shuttles did very well, again, because of how much the passengers need them and depend on them, especially during this most challenging time. And we do have statistics on this from um, SJTA, as well as from the American Public Transportation Association, which has kept data on COVID pandemic ridership trends for transit agencies nationwide. The Pure East West Community Shuttle experienced a 37% decline in ridership during the pandemic between December 2019 through December 2021. English Creek experienced a 40% decline and Route 5440 experienced a 34% decline. Now that might sound pretty significant, which it is, but it's not that bad considering that PATCO experienced a 52% decline and New Jersey Transit experienced a 61% decline during the same period. So that shows that all three community shuttles retained a much larger percentage of their ridership than larger carriers like PATCO and New Jersey Transit, which tend to carry what we might call choice riders, people who take public transit to commute to work, but also might have one or two cars as backup back at home, or who might have the option to work remotely from home, or just have other ways of getting to their job. But again, as mentioned before, on each of the three routes, on each of the three community shuttles, passengers likely have no other options. So ridership would not decrease as much because passengers would need to keep riding in order to get to work, in order to get their groceries, in order to access health care. The need is there. Most certainly. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. We're aware of some of the other counties where they're partnering with other entities to provide uh, a shuttle service. For instance, I know of the shuttle in Mercer County and they partner with New Jersey Transit to get workers to the Forestal Village here in Princeton, then over to the Amazon spot over in Robbinsville. Nate, can you talk about the partnerships with other community government, the partnership with the Community Shuttle Advisory Committee? I know you you mentioned the Shuttle Advisory Committee earlier, and then also any local businesses, but can you talk about what is the advisory committee trying to do or what, what what's their goal in terms of the transportation? And then also, who are some of the other government partners and any businesses? 
Absolutely, absolutely. The Atlanta County Community Shuttles Advisory Committee is aimed at advancing the sustainability, the financial sustainability of the community shuttle routes. As you're probably well aware, the Pascal Lake Foundation is scheduled to sunset in 2022. And the way the Atlanta County Community Shuttles are funded is that they receive half of their funding from New Jersey Transit, 50% from New Jersey Transit. But the other 50% comes from the Pascal Sykes Foundation. And in order for the community shuttles to keep their New Jersey Transit funding, the 50% match from other sources, in this case, Pascal Sykes is required. So we're trying to figure out how do we sustain the shuttles financially once the Pascal Sykes Foundation sunsets. And another key partner has been Susan Carillos, the interim president of Pascal Sykes currently. And she has been very helpful and a real champion in moving the shuttle toward. Um, she's been working closely with our executive director, Rhonda Urkowitz, and spreading the word about the community shuttles to elected officials at the state level um, in the Senate and the General Assembly. And Rhonda has been able to testify at the uh, General Assembly Transportation Committee hearing about a month ago, speaking about transportation equity specifically. This was before an audience of legislators statewide, not just in South Jersey, but in Central and North Jersey as well, all committed to advancing transportation equity across the state. And like you mentioned, Jackie, um, in Mercer County, Daniel Benson is from Mercer County, and he's the assemblyman who's heading that committee. And he's been a champion for these issues and really embracing the positive work that Cross County Connection and its community partners are doing to advance public transportation in these rural areas. And as far as the Pureland East-West route, that's been an area where we're communicating with local businesses. We've been communicating with warehouses in the Pureland Industrial Park, specifically Chelton House, for example, which is a food distribution center and learning about the transportation needs that the warehouse employers have been experiencing, like how their employees have been getting to and from work during the pandemic. And we've been using this information to get a better understanding of how the pandemic has influenced ridership trends from the employer's perspective, which is also something very much that's worth taking into consideration. And we hope to expand on these conversations with the employers moving forward and build even more relationships with them so we can know transportation challenges they're experiencing from their perspectives. So uh, thank you, Nate. Um, so you um, alluded to the fact that the um, Pascal Sykes Foundation has been a key partner in these shuttles and, you know, we will be closing. We couldn't do it without you. Oh, oh that's true. That's good. Yeah. But you've been doing a lot of work to um, really sustain these shuttles, even after the foundation closes its doors. So Thank you for um, talking a little bit about that. And I guess this question is for either of you or both of you can take a shot at it. But we were wondering, is there anything that the community riders can do to help um, assure the continued operation of the shuttles? Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we want to focus on word of mouth advertising as well. We have, we've been having robust formal marketing campaigns through social media, through radio ads, through uh, YouTube ads but we can't overlook word of mouth advertising. So it's like if you're at the Martin Luther King Community Center and you're at the food pantry and you're using the shuttle, please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, 
we've also been building partnerships with the Hispanic community in Hamilton, particularly um, which provides healthcare and social services for the Hispanic community there. And one of our uh, community partners there, Copilia Ramos, she's a, a program manager there, and she's been really actively spreading the words to allies and caring clients about, hey, we have this free community transportation service. It'll, if you don't have a car, it'll get you to Walmart. It'll get you to ShopRite. It'll get you to the train station. And we need more people spreading the word, just family, friends, neighbors. Please tell each other your positive experiences that you've had on the community shuttle. The more people we can get aware of the service, the better. That's great. And I was going to say, as part of the community advisory committee, I routinely go out and I've built relationships with these small business owners, uh, the apartment houses, and we're constantly giving out schedules. Being at the Dr. Martin Luther King Center, we've become sort of the unofficial hub if people have questions or need schedules for the shuttle. Uh, So we periodically do that. And each year, additionally, the township distributes the Route 54 and 40 shuttle to each and every resident within side of Buena Vista Township. And we still have postcard mailing campaigns going on that reach like almost every address in the counties served by the route. So these postcard mailing campaigns are very effective and still going strong. Great. So um, Nate, you've talked about the shuttles in terms of the sustainability part of it and that the foundation is sunsetting. And it's really good to hear that you guys are working on a strategy to try and continue these shuttles because they're so important to the community. So you have been able to secure some funding for sustainability. Is that not correct? I mean, I know that- Absolutely. We have been able to secure funding through the CARES Act from Atlanta County for the Route 5440 community shuttle. And funding has been secured for Pureland as well. And these will give us a little bit of a push into 2023. We're optimistic. Our executive director, Rhonda Urkowitz, has been really thinking ahead. We're optimistic that we'll be able to continue this even beyond 2023 through the results of the advisory committee and hopefully through the community shuttles receiving state funding. Of course, we're hopeful that's not guaranteed, but we are optimistic. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thank you both. This has really been a fruitful conversation and uh, that's all the time that we have for today's episode. So I would really like to thank our guests, Nate Dorfman and Quentin McClendon. It was really a pleasure to talk with you both and to hear about how the shuttles are affecting uh, your communities. Be sure to tune in next month for another exciting episode of Working Together for Working Families. Thank you. Working Together for Working Families, sponsored by the Pascal Sykes Foundation, is published monthly. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about the Whole Family Approach, visit our website, wholefamilyapproach.org.